This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. The Custer's Black Podcast, whatever that is. work for Simon. Can hear something. Hello. Always a good sign. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Oh, it feels nice to actually be on one of these ones. Actually, the last time I was on a podcast was um, Barnet, where we literally just beaten Barnet as well. So it's a good record oh. for me so far. No, so you're, say- you're you're a good omen then for for your fans at least. Well, most of the time. <laughs> well, what thanks for joining us anyway, mate. Very yeah, great. Thank you, mate. No, I love coming on stuff like this, just chatting to other fans and just getting like other perspectives and stuff. It's literally that, isn't it? We we hadn't really done one um with another fan until about two or three weeks ago. And um yeah, they've they've turned out to be some of the like the best ones we've done really, because it's just as you yeah, say, no, it's, it's just it's yeah. just a chat, isn't it? And, um, well, I think you get other club perspectives as well, don't you? Of, you know, what mm. they're going through and, and what they thought of the game and you know, that and that sort of stuff. So but yeah, the times we've done this, we've we've, we've pretty much apart from well, we've uh, is this the third one we've done now? Third one um, with an oh, opposition okay. fan. We've uh, we've won one and lost two. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, so it's, it's not been really, ideal. Well, to be fair though, you haven't really you haven't really lost in a while, and then Gateshead came, and then you just lost to us again. So it's not been a good few weeks for you guys. No, no it's, it's it's been it's been coming kind of because of the situation we're in um yeah off the field but uh, with all due respect i don't think my thought is going to come against gates in an all shot i thought they might i thought maybe yeah. lost county in Wrexham. so um yeah funny old funny game but uh i guess we might as well get on to the game uh let's, let's get your perspective first actually so how, how do you think the game went 
I mean, I was I was very mixed to be honest because firstly, well, going into this game, um, all of I speak all the Aldershot fans I spoke to, it's like Southend is going to play us off the park. As soon as Ross McNeely took over, we'd won three in a row. It was looking pretty. But then we went and lost three in a row. Most recently, a two-nil loss up at Wrexham. So going into this game, it was awful. But I don't know. We just seemed to everything just seemed to click, and we really found that spark that we'd just been missing in the last few games, and it paid off. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought you, I thought you guys played quite well actually. I mean. Uh, you defend, defended well in terms of you kept your shape well and your discipline. And I think as soon as you got that goal, I, 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 we, we weren't really going to win that game. Yeah, as, as soon as, I mean, as lucky as the goal that it was, we were just pressing from the front, a mistake at the back, Justin pounced and put in the bomb corner. From that moment, I just, obviously I was a bit nervous knowing the quality that Southend have going forward, especially on the re- in recent games, you've been scoring loads, not conceding many, bar Gateshead. And but yeah, we just seem to look so strong at the back. Tyler Cordner and Corey Jordan just just looked absolutely unbelievable. I mean, together they just they didn't look like anyone to get past them that day. Uh, yeah, I don't think we we really. Well, I know we only played one up front, but I don't think our striker beat him once in the air or anything like that. You know, um, we had, we actually had Cordner a few years back, and we had we had that Jordan on trial years ago. Uh, yeah. Never, never got, never got picked up. I, I think I saw. I can't remember what it was like, but um, yeah, it's, it's uh, we've we've got four strikers at the moment, so it was it was quite frustrating seeing that. But but fair, fair play to him. Like you said, they often they defended really well. Yeah, now Tyler's been one of our best players this season. He's just such a rock at the back, and he's got the thing that he adds for us is danger from set pieces, as you saw with. Corey Jordan, he scored from the the corner. Sorry, the free kick today. Well, yesterday, but we really are starting to score a lot more goals with our defenders. Like Yeovil the other day, Giles Phillips scored from across. Corey Jordan scored against Southend. But Tyler Corden is our centre back, and he's almost our top scorer on five. It's quite impressive to get five goals from centre half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fair play. He seems to have turned it around a bit actually. Um, I think yeah, it was last year. Yeah, last year was at Weymouth. It was it was it was at us the year before that, and he didn't really didn't really impress. To be honest, with you, I don't think really. uh, we we actually did try and sign him saying that, but I guess we got relegated. But and then he got relegated with Weymouth last year. So um, it was Mark Moles that signed him, wasn't it? Um, yeah, um, most of the players that we got were either Bournemouth Academy graduate, Bournemouth Academy, or Weymouth. So Tyler, Ollie, and Josh McCoy—they all came from Weymouth. Then the likes of Corey Jordan, all that—they all came—they um, all came from Bournemouth Academy. But yeah. so, saying that, Tyler Corner and that—they all came from the Bournemouth Academy as well. Like Frank Vincent on loan, he played at Bournemouth Academy because Mark Mose used to manage the under twenty threes there. So that's where they all came from. Yeah. Well, they, I, I guess that's where we're bit of a um, oh yeah, nice little segue. Yeah, little segue, I guess, onto onto Mark Molesy, because obviously we had him before before he joined you guys and it's a very strange period for us that because we well I, I personally I never in person saw a Southend United team managed by Mark Molesley because it was in the COVID season. I think Ed, you might have saw one game where yeah, I saw one. Where, where 
remember that mental time you could have 2,000 fans in, but that was it. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt, yeah, he'd went to one of them games. So I, I watched Mark Molesley on, on the telly. So that was, um, that was a strange, strange season. But yeah. I, I, in the end, I, I ultimately felt really sorry for him because it was just complete. Well, you don't know if it was right man, wrong time, but it was absolutely the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. And what, and what was he like with you? Because I was, I was reading a lot of comments at the time, obviously trying to like, follow him and seeing how he got on. Because I, I, I sort of, I quite liked him in that sense. And um, it seemed to be quite similar to when it was with us. It's a lot of people, it was either blaming him or the chairman. There was sort of no in between. It was one or the other. And he's either out of his depth or he hasn't been backed enough. And that's probably what was the same with us. But I, I wanted to get your perspective on that. Um, yeah. So the thing with Mark, honestly, he's one of the most down to earth, lovely guys. Every time, that I ever spoke to him. He was like, well, he's so lovely to me. And um, I, from what I've heard from the players, like as a guy, he's such a lovely guy. It's just, and as a hardworking man, you could never get anyone that works any harder. It's just his tactical awareness sometimes is just wrong. Like, I remember Wildstone at home just sticks out of my mind massively. We were one nil up. And Wildstone was starting to like dominate the ball as they do their very strong ball playing side. And instead of keeping that extra threat up top, he decided to take off one of our midfielders, put on an extra centre back. And with all the other times that we'd done that this season, we ended up losing the game. And inevitably, we brought on an extra centre back. We couldn't deal with the pressure. We ended up losing the game 2 1. And you just sit there thinking, if we had kept on that extra midfielder, we would have had that attacking output to maybe get that second goal and just sit a lot more comfortably in the game. So as a hardworking man, you couldn't really get any better. It's just his his decision-making sometimes is a bit concerning. Yeah, uh, that's, it sounds really similar. To it's fair. quite similar. Yeah. There was a lot, a lot of times he got, um, he got dubbed as quite negative when, when he when he was here as well. But yeah, to, to be perfectly honest, that there weren't many games that we were winning that, that, he, could, <laughs> um, that he could make that sort of defensive sub. We, um, yeah, we couldn't really play for time. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's interesting to get your, that perspective on it. Um, it seems to be a, a theme with him, unfortunately. Um, I, I actually think he's still got a chance of being a manager. I oh, 100%. He might, to, he might have to go back to being a 23s, maybe, or, he, he or even going to be a first-team coach at an actual, you know, a, a, a first-team and, and getting experience that way. But, um, yeah, literally what you're saying there about the hard work, and everyone said that. Literally everyone said you, he used to be at the training grounds about 11pm at night. Yeah, no, it's just... He's just so hard-working, and he... <laughs> I feel, like you said earlier, I just feel bad for him because you can tell that he really has got the passion, the heart and the desire to be a manager. And he has got what it takes. Like you said, he's going to be there at the training ground till 11pm, analysing footage, going through everything. And he really does have what it takes. It's just that tactical awareness sometimes. I remember when I was at, when I was at Weymouth Away, I was speaking to a few people there. And apparently Mark had a chat with um, Eddie Howe because they worked at Weymouth, to, like something to do with a Weymouth connection. But he had a chat with Eddie Howe and Eddie Howe said to him, Mark, don't go to league, don't make the step up to league. Two. I think this was before he went to South End, actually. He's like, yeah. don't make the step up. It's too big of a jump for you. And I think you're really going to struggle. And inevitably he did end up struggling at South End, whether it was the players, the board or whatever it was, he did end up struggling. 
Yeah, it's just so hard because the thing about Aldershot is we will have such a small budget for the size of the club that we are. Like we, we're we're, we're comfortably a football league side, and when you're not getting the backing, or any manager that's not getting the backing, they're really going to struggle. The only time that we've done well in recent times was Gary Woodock when he was on double the budget that our managers are being given now. Yeah, we had, we had one up for a bit as well. Why, why is that though? Is that is that new chairman? Is it coming or? Um, so Azim, I think he came in 2017 under Waddock, and um, like we we initially backed him. We we got play, we we had playoffs two years in a row, uh, 16 and then 17, and then apart from that, we've just been fighting relegation. The main reason for financial problems at our club is as soon as we got relegated from League Two. We spent so much money just investing and trying to get back, to get promoted straight away. So for the next four seasons after we got relegated, we were just pumping money into the club, overspending like mad just to try and get promoted. And inevitably, we didn't get promoted and we're just paying the consequences for it now. Yeah, yeah, that's it's probably similar to us. It's quite it's similar. We, we, we've probably done the, the exact same thing, but on a bigger scale where... When we were a League One club, we we had a couple of years we were flirting with with those League One playoffs. Yeah. Didn't well what one I can't remember exactly how it went. I think what year we didn't didn't quite make it into the playoffs one year, and then it's like ah, we've we sort of put all our eggs in one basket that year. Um, this this is going to go pop because because we didn't go up. We got a lot of a lot of players here, a lot of ex-like championship players, even ex-Premier League players that are here on, 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 yeah, on, on big money for, for a League One club. Um, and yeah, that, that, that really was uh, a pretty big factor in the start of our decline, really. Yeah, so, so it's so hard because for me personally, I've, as soon as, ever since I've sported Aldershot, we've just been fighting relegation every year. And, when you just look back at that history, when we when we went bust in 1992, as soon as we reformed, we went 35 home games unbeaten, and we were just we were just going everywhere, just like we were taking like a, th- a thousand fans away here, and then like a 1,500 fans there. And when you got a club like us and a club like you, this teams that should be doing so much better than they are, it, it mainly is just financial reasons. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, our, our biggest ever winner as a club that's, that's come against all the shot. I should add. I should add that. <laughs> oh, stop it! You've gone for it. Oh. We're, we're not even that far in. We're only like fifteen minutes in, and you've gone for it. <laughs> He's been we saving that for the last years. two years. I bet. It's like one day we're going to get an old shot fan on here. We're going to start rubbing it in his face. Nah, at least we beat. At least we beat you on Saturday. Yeah, so. you well, got us. You got us on Saturday. Too. I've never seen a win at um, all shot so. You've got that. I've, I've never seen no, it. I have so. um, you know, I've been there three times now. I've seen the floodlights go out once, but <laughs> I was going to say we already see wins at all the shots, so I won't be too <laughs> surprised. Yeah. So what, what did you What did you make of the South End team from your point of view? What did you think? Because if we're being honest, we weren't we weren't at it again. But you know, I think um, we still show glimpses at times. What we've, we've it was a weird one because we yeah just. Sorry, just to jump in quickly. It was very similar for for our game up at Gateshead a week ago, where obviously we've lost the game, but we haven't played that badly. 
And that's yeah. quite and that's quite a weird one for us because normally we're used to lo- we're still coming off the back of two or three years of losing near enough every game and we've been <laughs> abysmal. So it's actually quite a new feeling for us to be like we weren't actually that bad there. Yeah, when you when you sort of look at the balance, it wasn't that bad. We still created chances, but it was just a bit flat and you know a couple of mistakes and it was you know two 0 loss. That's exactly the same. That that was literally the start of our season for the first. I think it was like the it's like the first few months. It was definitely the whole of August and the start of September. Is we were playing so well. We were creating like twelve chances a game, but we just weren't putting the ball in the back of the net. And ultimately, we ended up paying the consequences of that because when we did start playing badly, the results just carried on poorly, and that's what led to Mark unfortunately getting sacked. But the game on Saturday, I was I was a bit disappointed to be honest because. Well, I say I was disappointed. From a football perspective, I was a bit disappointed because South End, you know, they're a brilliant footballing side. I do keep up with quite a lot of like the, the non-league teams. I do watch like quite a few like vlogs and videos and stuff about the clubs. And from all that I'd heard, like when you guys played Barnet, you absolutely played them off the park. They said that they were one of the best teams. Like you were one of the best teams that they've played this season. And it's just stuff like that. And then you you come to Aldershot and then I don't think I've ever seen so many overhit passes in my life. I think that's just really the summary of the game. We just couldn't string a few passes together. The goalkeeper kept on putting it out mm. and ultimately Aldershot saw that. We pounced on it and thankfully made you guys pay for it. Yeah, no, I, th- I, th- I think it's pretty oh, fair way. Right, certainly, that, certainly that first goal, that yeah, you punished us. Yeah. You, you, you punished the mistake, yeah. 100%. I mean, you guys had all of the ball in the first half. There was no denying that, but you didn't do anything with it. Like, you were just passing it around, but it was just both teams really were just lacking that quality in the final third. And then eventually, it what, the only way that game was going to open up realistically based on that first half was a mistake like that. Then as soon as Aldershot took the lead, Southend saying, oh no, we really can't be losing this game. So then they start going for it a little bit more which then leaves them vulnerable. And thankfully, we got a goal early on in the second half and we were just able to defend brilliant. I don't think I've ever seen us defend that well, to be honest. We rarely ever keep <laughs> a clean sheet. So being able to keep out a team like Southend, it was it's a massive game, a massive result, sorry, going into Saturday against Gateshead, which no, one definitely. other trip. Yeah, that's, that, yeah. that's oh, a massive game trick. for you. He's a trick. Oh, all. that's, Very yeah, that, that, is, um, that is a trip and a half that. <laughs> Yeah, no. Oh, I'm going. I'm going up for the weekend because that's realis- the way to do it, though. That's the way to do it. Realistically, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be like on the. I normally get the sporters coach. It'll be six hours there, six hours back. But I just thought I've got a mate that goes to Newcastle Uni. I'm just going to go up there for the weekend, stay there, get a separate coach up Friday morning, come home Sunday night, watch the England game up in Newcastle. Probably go to like a fan park or something. And just enjoy the experience yeah. because realistically yeah why not all the shot are going to end up losing because i think every team that we've played below <laughs> us every team we've played below us this season have ended up beating us like we went and beat halifax 5-1 at home on bt sport and then we go and lose the way to altrium 1-0 like it's it's, it's just uh, non-league it's yeah. very we, we've done very similar so we yeah we're um i think we're still fifth and we've actually got a pretty good record against the teams like in the playoff pack but we've we've already lost to yourselves, to Gateshead and Torquay. So it's just like Oh, don't even mention that name to me. Torquay <laughs> was one hell of a one hell of an away day. Oh, I was, they, they, was it wasn't it like five nil? 
It was 6 1. Oh, six, <laughs> mate, it could have been about 15. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was just speaking because we were, don't forget, we were three games in a row that we've won. We just come off the back of a 3 0 win away at Dorking. And when you just go and beat Dorking, who have beaten the likes of Notts County that at home this season, it was, it was, it was an amazing feeling going and beating them 3 0 there. And then you go into Torquay, bottom of the league, haven't won at playing more in six months. It's like, oh, yeah, this is gonna be a nice 3 0 win. I didn't realize that. <laughs> It's, 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 it's a nice, it's going to be a nice like 3 0 win down by the sea. It's freezing, but we'll get the job done. We'll go home happy. They put the first goal in, and you're just thinking, crap. It's not yeah. the thing. We, 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 we have a few chances, and then Joe Partington, one of our most crucial players in the midfield, goes off injured, and then you're just thinking, oh, it's not our day. This mm. really isn't going to be our day. And then the third, and the fourth, and the, oh. The goals just go in, and then you just sat there thinking, "Oh, I've got another three hours to get home," and we're just being out. That's the one, just... isn't it? When you when when you're the the away team and you've been hammered, you just think, oh, "I've still got to get home." Yeah, <laughs> because it was it was um it was a Tuesday night, so it was about ten o'clock by the time we'd left. Bearing in mind we had to come all the way back from talk, I think I got home about two a.m. that day. Nice. And I was just like, do I edit my video? No, I'm too angry. I'm going to bed and I'll just do this tomorrow. We had um we had one as you, you mentioned that Barnet game about a month ago where we, we literally did play them off the park. Um obviously that's quite a local one for us, but um yeah, we, um he drove and we were in the car park after the game. It um oh. it, 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 because we won three nil, we found it funny. It took us an hour to get out of the car park. No, so, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what was going on. Don't know what uh, was. Don't, some, don't drive. Don't drive to that ground. Something Suck was going on with the with the barrier, letting people like that. Like, the number plate recognition wasn't working. No, I think they were. I think they were just annoyed that you bloody. Yeah, beat them. Might, so they're just keeping yeah. you there. Yeah. But I, I was saying, I was like, could you imagine if we're somewhere like Solihull and we've got like a three-hour drive home and we're <laughs> sat in the car park for an hour? Oh no! Thankfully, I don't drive. I always just get the supporters' coach. So uh, my, my away days are literally just. Getting the train to Aldershot and just sleeping the whole way there and the whole way back. So I'm just chilling. I'm just <laughs> put the earphones in, just go to sleep, watch the match, and then yeah, just, just have another chill. kip on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> makes the, it makes the journey so much quicker, honestly. The amount of times that I've just been on that coach now, like a two-hour journey, just feels like twenty minutes. Yes, I wish mm. I, I I wish I could have done that on the coach to Gateshead. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I could have done with that feeling like 20 minutes. Yeah, you need to, right? I'm, I'm going with a separate coach company. So my coach is actually 10 hours to Gateshead. Oh, <laughs> it, that is one of the grimmest things I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm over, so because I'm going because I'm going to Newcastle, I, I, there's no way I'm going to go to Newcastle and not go on a night out at some point. Yeah. So what what I'm going to do? I'm the, the the coach where I'm getting it from leaves at five forty five a.m. to get to Newcastle for four o'clock. Otherwise, I'll be getting there at midnight. So I'm probably just going to have to stay up and then just sleep on the coach because there's no chance that I'm going to be doing anything else on that coach. No. Probably just point a few. Well, that is heavy. That is that. heavy. It's about no, twelve hours on the way back though. I'd rather, I'd rather you than me at that, Jesus. Yeah, I don't, I don't envy you there, mate, I'll be honest. <laughs> Some of the things that football fans do for football clubs. Is yeah. Just... Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> but, when, but isn't it mental? You, you, sort of, you try and explain that to anyone that doesn't follow a football team. They're, they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, the, amount, 
Why are you doing that? Most of my mates from college, like when I, like, I finished college last year, but like every time I was like, yeah, I've got um, a five hour trip up to, like when we had Oldham Way on a Friday night, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to Oldham tonight. And it's like, wait, you're traveling five hours to watch a game for about two hours and then come home for another five hour trip. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what's the point in that? You're literally traveling 10 hours for a little two hour thing. I'm like, it's not, it's just so hard to get the point across. It's like, but nothing, you you wouldn't do that for anything else. Because when you when you weigh up the, when the travel time is more than what you're actually going there to do, <laughs> yeah. you do think, why am I doing this? It's just, I just always think that it's like, say, for example, you're going to the cinema. You wouldn't travel five hours to go to the cinema to watch <laughs> like a film to travel five hours. To watch back. a 90 minute film. <laughs> like, just, I think the thing that's just so good about it, it's just, you don't know what's going to happen in a football match. Like, you could like like I said, we beat Halifax five one, and then you just you could just go away to bottom of the league and then just lose to them. That's the one. If you if you if the, it's the one where you've won five one, and like away from home, and you're not there, you're kicking yourself. Oh, so you've always, so you've always got to go just in case it's that one. Yeah, I've, I've it's been it's been about uh, ten years for us since we've we, no we worked it out a little while ago, we didn't we? How long has it been since we scored five in a game? Seven years. Seven years. Oh my yeah. I, yeah. I thought I thought all the shots was bad. I think ours was and, about five. and that was and that was away. Um, we haven't scored five in a home game for sixteen years. Yeah, sixteen. <laughs> oh my god! We we were in the championship. I was going to say I'm only nineteen, so I would have been three years old when that. <laughs> I was only a baby. Yeah, we beat um, <laughs> we beat QPR five 0 on the telly. That's the last Jeez. time we scored five goals in a home game. <laughs> We've conceded five playing times. Oh yeah, I was, was going to say you must have conceded. Yeah, conceded five, conceded seven. <laughs> I think the most I've seen us concede was probably that six at Torquay. But honestly, some of our games, I wish we we, we could have conceded way more. Honestly, like <laughs> Wrexham, we defended well second half, but it's like Wrexham at home last season. We lost five nil. We lost four one away. We lost four one to Grimsby away. Like. F- I think South End is like one of the only big teams that we actually seem to do well against. You you do right. seem to be a little bit of a bogey side for us. Yeah, as, as I say, the, um, the amount of times I've been to your ground, which uh, it's only three, but I've never seen a win there. Yeah, it's like I think that's the same in Notts County because we always seem to do well against Notts County at home. Like last season, we beat Notts County three one. I think I think one thing that did edge that though is the fact that that, that game. If like if we won that game, we were confirmed survival and not getting relegated. So like there was a lot at stake that game, and we really went for it. But yeah, it's like the national league is just impossible to predict what's going to happen. Mm. You look at people like like Notts County sell out for sixteen thousand five hundred and get a nil nil draw against Yeovil, <laughs> and. Uh, I just don't get it. Like, like one week you're going away to Notts County where there's like what you say, like I said, 16,000, then you've got Maidenhead away the next week where you can barely fit like 500 away fans and it feels like you're probably playing a Sunday league match. But yeah. I, I guess all that expectation as well, I mean, really. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you've got green I mean, it, you said you've got a small budget earlier, I mean, so, so what's the expectation of all the shot? For, or I guess from a uh, a fan perspective, but then also, uh, uh, I guess, a, a realist perspective. Yeah, what, what, what's, what's the club's sort of, um, I don't know, mission statement? I mean, realistically for us, it's just about surviving 
I mean, as sad as it is, is is all the club's aim is just to just to stay in the national league. Realistically, what the fans want to be seeing is any fan really is just progression on last yeah. season. Like we we barely survived relegation. If it was a normal season, we actually would have been relegated because only three teams got relegated last season. Yeah, so we would have been that fourth team, but. The thing is, we do have a squad to do well. Like some of our players we have, like Tyler Corden, Inier Fiong, he's on six goals now. Justin's on six. Like I said, Tyler's on five. Tommy Willard's now on five. Like we do have the team to finish mid-table. It's just about appointing the right manager because mm. we've got Ross, who's from the academy right now, and there is a lot of rumours that he will be appointed the manager because he's the cheap and easy option. But... Mm. It is, how's, how's that going to go down? Oh, it's it's not going to go down very well at all. From what I've been told by certain people that I shall not name, <laughs> um, as soon as Mark Mercy got sacked, Ross was going to be given the job unless he did poorly. And then we went on that three game. Um, game we went on those three games where we won every single one, and it was looking pretty. Everyone was like, you know what? I'll be happy with Ross. And then we go and lose three games in a row. It's just like, oh, this will be the worst managerial appointment ever. I don't know why we'd ever do this. Then we just go and beat Southend. And it's just, there's not really been much comment about it, to be fair. But as far as the club's perspective is, we won those we won those three games. So there was like, there's no point rushing it if we're doing well. So yeah. we can take the time to find the right manager that will hopefully steady the ship and take us forward. But they seem to just carry on taking their time when we mm-hmm. well, before Saturday we, we just start to be poor again mm. and as you say it's got to fit within your budget oh 100% I mean realistically if you're gonna overspend a little bit on anything it's got to be the manager so that's what I, as hard as it is like I, I just I'm just praying that we do spend a little bit more money and just get the right manager in even if we do like take a little bit of a hit from what we spend on the squad. I'd rather a good manager that's just gonna get everything in, look at everything, and just take us forward. Because you look at there's always a few teams every year that do overachieve, and if we do bring in the right manager, there is the possibility that we can overachieve. And I mean, it's weird saying, it, but maybe even push for the playoffs one year, but. It's hard because you look, you look at Halifax, as soon as they lost um, their manager, they've started doing poorly again. And it just shows that you can do well on a small budget. Yeah. Who, who, would, who would you want the manager? Well, I've, I've done a few videos about that, actually just like trying to like just break down managerial stats. Perfect for me would be Kenny Jacket. I mean, it'll be very hard to get, but he has tons of experience. Like Ian Holloway, he's without a job right now, he would be brilliant. But yeah, Ian Holloway, Kenny Jacket would be brilliant. Just just somebody that has football league experience and just knows, not knows what they're doing, but just knows how to work on a small budget because realistically, unless we get bloody Ryan Reynolds' his little brother bloody overtaking us or something, we're <laughs> not, we're not going to be, we're not going to be rich. So it's just, yeah, it's hard because you could bring in a good manager and they could still do poorly. It is just mm. football. It's just it's just very very complex. It is, isn't it? Because yeah. no no one ever sits there and thinks they're appointing a bad manager. 
everyone's yeah. always got the best intentions, but yeah, sometimes as as we all know, sadly they don't they don't always work out. Yeah, you, you just you just look at it and just think, oh, this guy's going to be a perfect fit for us, and then two years later, you just see yourself a division below and think, yeah, he really wasn't the right guy, but you could. <clears throat> Well, yeah, you I, could, thought the, oh. I thought the same with Mark Miles at the time. In fairness, I thought here we go. This is going to change the direction, and it just did. Just didn't happen like that at all. It, just, oh, it, it got worse, if anything. I start. We, we, I mean, I did start to think that under Mark, although we didn't have the greatest start after after Sal was sacked. When Mark took over, we we didn't do amazingly, but we went on a twelve game unbeaten run under under him. Like we ended up. Well, I mean, we always do beat Woking around the Christmas time. <laughs> uh, we 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 were just we were just doing unbelievable, and you just sat there just thinking, "Oh my, we could really we're we're really building we, something. We can here. kick on here, yeah." And then inevitably, we we lose one 0 to Dagenham Redbridge, and inevitably this the ship just starts to sink, and then you're just thinking, "Oh, well, <laughs> it was it was enjoyable whilst it lasted." Yeah, yeah. Well, we've we've yeah, apart from our last well manager now, we've had we've had a bad point for the last. I would you say four in a row? Is it four? Is it been four really? Four stinkers. What did we have? We had um, we had Kevin Bond. We had Sol Campbell. Yeah, yeah. That, that, just, Campbell. That, that's that's enough right there. We had Sol Campbell. People people were saying that Sol Campbell was apparently linked to the Aldershot job, and I was just looking. I was oh, just breaking down the stats, and I'm I was so like, sorry. I was just like, <laughs> no, I, you. He had like a 0.8 points per game in his whole managerial career. He's managed like 40 games, and I'm just sat there just like. Unless you're an Arsenal fan, why are you going to want Sol Campbell managing Aldershot? Do not let that man anywhere near your football club. Uh, but the thing is, though, like you said, like he could genuinely just come in and just do unbelievable things. Like you just, it's, he won't. He won't. He he won't. I guarantee uh, you that. But the thing is, as well, I think we we got drawn into that as well because once it had happened, you are like, well, yeah. well, I've kind of got to get behind it now, haven't I? And then you start thinking. Yeah. But it is Sol Campbell. Like, he was an unbelievable player. And then you just think, oh, no, he's just a nutcase. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> mental. Yeah, it's, the, the one thing that really did, like, hurt about Mark Mosley is the fact that he was such a good player for us. Like, he, he yeah. was responsible for so many brilliant things in all the shots history. Like, he scored um, a late equaliser against Portma- Portsmouth at Fratton Park to then take us to a replay at the ebb. And then he scored like an 85th minute winner against Portsmouth to send us through to the next round. It's just stuff like that. He's like, I really want it to go well for you. And unfortunately it didn't. And I think it was Mark's stubbornness that ultimately let him down because he was just constantly playing five at the back when we have the players to, to be playing progressive, fast attacking football. And I suppose it's just finding the right man to fit, like the philosophy, having the right man with the right philosophy to fit the players. Because as soon as Ross came in, he's like the players started playing with a lot more freedom and they really did reap the rewards for that. Like we were scoring goals from fun, barely conceding. And it was, until Torquay, it just, it was, it was looking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> did he, uh, who did he bring with him? Because when we appointed him, he, he, he brought about 10 people with him. To be to be fair, there was there, there if I'm being honest, it was probably a good chunk of them were probably underqualified. Um, Mark mostly. Yeah, so that, did, that, did he bring did a lot of Tom? With, with, uh, yeah, he, he brought Tom as like the assistant, and then he also brought um 
brought like I think he did bring most of his stuff from South End to be fair. Right. Yeah, because he brought he brought he brought a lot with us. Yeah, so a lot of them to us. And we had Joe, didn't you, who was obviously Tom's brother, who was um from right. Yeah, with the goalie. If coach. if I've got them the right way around, Joe and Tom, I think Joe was the goalie coach, wasn't he? Yeah. Did he did he take was Joe there with with you or? I don't think I know. I don't think he is. I I'm just trying to wrap my head. There's so many names just to try and yeah. Yeah, no, because that, that was probably yeah. one of the things that let, that let him down ultimately. Um, was that he sort of, I guess, he brought he works both ways, but he brought a, a, a group with him that I guess were all his mates and had success with, but they had no experience absolutely zero yeah. experience. And, and you know, when, when you compared it when we was in League Two at the time, I think it was um Cambridge when it got promoted with a really experienced manager, but they had Gary Wallet as number two. Yeah, and I was just thinking if, if we'd have just maybe kept that, maybe you know, that experience number two, there might have been a chance that, and probably similar with you at, at all the shot now with Maltese, or you know, back then, had he had someone a bit more experience to say, No, don't do that here, or, or he, he might have had more success. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. If he was a bit stubborn, if he does have that proven manager next to him saying, You do have to look at this and think, No, you should be doing this, this, and this, then I suppose he's more inclined to listen. Yeah. Because when yeah. you're when you're a manager and you have a lot of experience, you as much as you do want to listen to people around you, you do almost have to have that. No, I'm the boss. I am choosing yeah, course, yeah. and doing what I am. Um, Definitely. Yeah. He did. He did have Terry Brown alongside him, to be fair, as well as Tom. And Terry is a very experienced manager. And then as soon as he took over with Ross and all that. It, it showed that we, we did do well, but it's just such a hard, it's just such a hard situation because you just, you never want to see anyone lose their job. And it's just, but it's like, you never want to see them sacked, but at the end of the day, you almost know it's the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when yeah. that did happen, when, when, um, when Molesley was sacked at Aldershot, did you think that was the right time? Oh, 100%. I mean, we just lost 2-0 to Chelmsford in the FA Cup. They were leaving. Oh, fair enough. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, I mean, older shots, um, history against lower league clubs. I think it's like out of the last nine lower league clubs we faced in cup competitions, we've lost seven of them. So oh. it's not, it's not just Mosley, but obviously, when yeah. it does happen, Do you know what? That's that, that, that's that's made our cup runs actually look all right, though, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it ain't great, but it ain't, oh. it ain't, it ain't quite that bad. No, our, our cup runs are utterly abysmal. I mean, I think it was <laughs> about five years ago we had the chance to go through to the semi-finals. We ended up bottling it, and that was the best <laughs> chance we ever had of going through. Like we've ne- Aldershot have never been to Wembley before. I think the closest we not? Well, no, in our whole history have never been. We just we're just not a cup team whatsoever. I mean, we've got Welling in the FA Trophy, but everyone's just like, well, look, at, well, it looks like we're going out in the FA Trophy. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, 
tell them honestly if you're going through a difficult time let them know opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference after all they are your mates for a reason let's all take a moment to talk more than football yeah it's just it's just it's just so tough because you just want to see a club doing well and when it's just constant battling relegation you just you just don't really know what to do because you, you're not going to give up sport in the club but it's just oh we're going to get one win every bloody two months and you just you just got to enjoy that win when you get it it's, it's a bit mental really isn't it? And, and again this is actually why it is so good to have these conversations with other with other fans of other clubs because it was we, we had this exact same conversation with um the chap at Gateshead last week and, and we have to come away from it and think in my in my time supporting South End, which is like just over twenty five years now, I have seen three promotions. So like I've got, a, it's not it's not all been that. I've I have seen us beat Man United. I have seen us get a Ooh. get a, get a replay away at Chelsea. I've been to Tottenham twice supporting South End. It's like maybe maybe I do need to stop and think that um we've all right we're, we're getting a bit of the rough at the minute, but we've had a hell of a lot of the smooth as well. Oh, 100%. That, I think that's why most people, like the loyal fans, will always stick there and to support the like, to support the lads and just get behind the club. Because, you know, eventually, whether it will be in the near future or it will be in the distant future, you know that eventually the club will turn it around and you will get some sort of success because you're not going to go 100 years without even reaching the playoffs. Like, that is just... Well, I mean, if that does happen, I think the football club should just fold. But <laughs> realistically, <laughs> you know in your lifetime... You've got to be sport. incredibly unlucky for that. Time. Oh, if, if you're five relegation for like 100 years, I, I, I think you should just give up sport on football, to be honest. <laughs> but that, that might be what Scunfort fans feel like at the minute. Well, yeah, they haven't, I don't think they've registered in a way winning the whole of 2022 or something. No, I've, they must only have oh. about about three ga- three games left to actually stop that being a whole calendar year. Yeah, that's... I mean, thankfully, we don't have them to April, so hopefully they'll get a win by then, by the time they come <laughs> to us, because I just know 100% that they would come to us and beat us. If that was the l- last um, last away game of the season, they're, they're playing all the shot, you just know what's going to happen, don't you? <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. We, we just... Oh, we... Or us. We we just we just seem to be charity FC. Like every time we play a team right near the bottom, we're like, you know, you know what? I feel bad for you. Let's make this relegation battle more interesting. Have three points. <laughs> well, you say that about Scunthorpe. Actually, we we've never beaten them at their ground. At uh, that, but, well, I say their new ground, but it's when was it built? The eighties. We've never right. won there. Well, it's the only ground that I know them to play at. So it, it's at least thirty-two years old. Yeah, and, and we've, we've never won. There. We've never won there. So that That's could be interesting. Wild. That could be interesting. Oh no! Why have you? Why have <laughs> we made that? I'm, I'm going to have to edit that because I can't make that a thing. <laughs> no, it's going to be. Have you played? Have you played Scunthorpe with their place this week? Actually? No, we, we've we've played them at home. We uh, we beat them three 0 and um, yeah, but both me and Farms actually missed it. We, we were away, but by all accounts, they were utterly abysmal. I still haven't missed a, I still haven't missed a game this season. I'm making sure that I do not miss a single Aldershot match this season. Fingers crossed. I I'll be able to see it through. Because I mean, realistically, if I'm making a bloody trip up to Gateshead, I don't think I'm going to be missing any of the matches. <laughs> now, we, it's we hard did, to see that through. We we probably did. I'd say comfortably ninety percent last season. 
Yeah. Uh, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of a home game that I missed last season. And then because we'd obviously got relegated into a new league, there was a lot of new grounds for us, like with these away yeah. games. So, so we, we did virtually every away game as well. So, yeah, That's we, 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 we one thing I will say about South Denage. Your guys is like, your guys' fans just unbelievable. Like, I, I, was, I, was, I said it last year, like your, your fans at our place last season were 100% the best fans we had. And that's even with bloody Woking on Boxing Day, which is the derby. And you've yeah, got bloody pyros going everywhere. But <laughs> now I definitely do want to eventually get around to going to like a South End away game. Like if you guys like if you do if you guys do get into the playoffs, I'll definitely make sure to um go and visit a few South End matches because the atmosphere just seems to be brilliant. Have you have you been to Roots Hall? Uh no, I'm I'm going to Roots Hall this season though because that is I think that's going to be where we're doing the tour of duty. So it's the tour of duty. We do it like once every year at Aldershot, and it's basically I've just been told it's just a massive excuse for loads of fans to go on an away day. So you'll be seeing quite yeah, a lot. Of, you'll you'll be seeing quite a lot of Aldershot fans at Roots Hall this season. Well, that's a guaranteed loss then for us. So that's great. <laughs> No, Roots Hall, uh, it was a bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of a game last season, wasn't it? Well, we, st- in fairness, we still have Phil Brown there, so that's our excuse for losing that game. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that was no, on my felt... birthday last year. I was like, cheers, <laughs> cheers, Phil. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, supposedly we're getting a new stadium in about two years. So you got to do it before it goes. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Yeah, you might not get a chance to do it again if it does go. So, oh, yeah, I know. I definitely, I definitely will make sure to go because with like my YouTube and stuff, I, I, I realistically just can't miss a game. So, so what is it you do with YouTube? I, I've not seen it. So, what is, what is it you do? So, I just vlog going to all the order shot matches, and then I go because my brother's um, got a pass at Chelsea. I often like go up there and stuff. So it's just, it's like I'm an order shot fan. I'm also an Everton fan. But I just go to games when I can. So I go to Chelsea quite a lot. And then, well, I go to Chelsea when I'm not going to Aldershot. And then it's just other videos on the side, like naturally predictions, just like talking about like new managers or whatever's in the news. And yes, yeah, it's, it's good fun, to be honest. I know quite a few of the players and stuff, like people at the club love watching my videos. So that, I mean, if you need motivation, it's just it's just right there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's a few of the South End guys that do it as well. To be fair, so it's uh, it's quite a common. Well, I say it's not it's not common, is it really? But it's um, it's, it's certainly getting bigger because I've never really heard of it. Until it's nice years. to see people do it lower down the the pyramid. Because it might be oh, funny. It's it's it's, yeah. it's easy to do it when you're going to Man City, because like you're you're videoing some of the world's best players. Oh yeah, no, no, definitely. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm actually pleased to see that it has filtered down the pyramid. Yeah, now one thing I will say is it is a lot harder to get views and stuff when it does come to non-league, but I just love doing it because I love Aldershot. Like, to put it into perspective, I went, I went, I've got, I uploaded one Chelsea video this this season and it was Chelsea Arsenal at Stamford Bridge and it's on like 38,000 views. And my <laughs> most, my most popular Aldershot video this season is 6K views the other day at Wrexham. But most of my videos get a few K views. If I was going to like Chelsea games or Arsenal games or stuff constantly, like it, the views would just be through the roof. But yeah, I just yep. enjoy going to non-league matches. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, obviously, I don't know what's good or not, but six six K views seem quite a lot to me. 
Yeah, that, that's, that, that seems that's uh, that, that's a lot for like no disrespect an older shot video. Oh no, a hundred percent. I was over the moon of it. I, I think it is literally just because of all the hype that surrounds Wrexham. Like when I when of I got off the coach yeah, and yeah, as yeah. I was about to go into the ground, I was speaking to these people from America that had flown out to Wrexham just to watch the match. And I was yeah, like, that is nuts. That's nuts. I, I was like, yeah, it's just the hype around the club. It just brings in so many views. Yeah. Like I know. Someone that makes videos for Wrexham, Liam Roberts, he's a lovely guy. He he's gone from three K subscribers to like almost twelve K subscribers in the last like few months or something. Yeah, okay, that's it. That, that I is... remember seeing something. I, I can't remember the numbers, but it was like um, website hits for like the day of the release of the Wrexham home shirt last year to this year. Oh, I, it's just I can't remember the numbers, but like obviously this year, it, but it was like a graph and it had just gone through the roof. We well, yeah, like Wrexham have like 270k followers on Twitter. Like, I think that documentary made the club alone three million quid. Mm. And mm-hmm. like, if you look at Wrexham shirts on eBay, they're going for like 300. Quid oh, I saw this. I saw this. Like, and it's, it's, a, it's only last season, it's, it's not even like a proper like vintage shirt from like. <laughs> 30 years ago it was last year's shirt and i'm just sat there just like oh, come on like what ryan Reynolds can get a few like will ferrell can't he just buy all the shit or something <laughs> and then you, you just have the whole of hollywood just to be fair though, you wouldn't really want too many like hollywood owners in the in, Imagine like, if, if every every hollywood actor bought a national league football club just to um, eventually take over the premier league and we'll just we get on. someone shit about that <laughs> who, who would we? Who would we get? I don't know. Think Kevin some... Spacey. And, and... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear. To be fair, you probably yeah. end up getting like. Sh- well, you probably end up getting like. Sh- I know it's not really Hollywood. But you end up getting like Cheryl Cole or something. I would no, mind honestly. that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you, you, you probably wouldn't mind that for if, board if, meetings. If, but... mate, if, if, that, if that's the short straw, I'll take it. <laughs> It's certainly uh, better than the count, but anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard because Wrexham just have so much money. I, honestly, I, I I want Wrexham to go because if we, uh, it's not looking likely at all. But if we want any chance at like promotion or something, it's impossible with two promotion spots and you got Wrexham spending millions on their players. You, like they yeah. they have a they have a championship team in the Premier uh, Premier League. God, yeah, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself there. They have a championship team in the National League. And just... but Paul Mullin and um, Ollie Palmer is ridiculous in the National League. That is an absolute joke. Well, yeah, he goes to the it, it, it must be the best duo that's been played. It must be. There can't it's be a better duo. Be, it? to, to, to have played in this league, it's got to be. Can't be. I mean, yeah. you just he goes and wins the Golden Boot in League Two, and then he makes a step down to go to Cambridge. Or not, go from Cambridge to Wrexham. To Wrexham. So technically, he's dropped two divisions because yeah, Cambridge won the league that year, and he drops down two divisions. To be fair though, he is on one hell of a wage. I think yeah. I saw the other day he's on like eight k a week or something. Yeah, so it is something ridiculous. But I, because I, I, I watched the um the documentary. Well, actually, I've got one episode left, but I think it's quite funny because I know how it ends. But um, <laughs> it's um, I I, I get it because obviously he's a scouser. It, it is close at home for him, but yeah. also like I'm pretty sure the um the sweetener of probably trebling your Cambridge wages was um what wasn't much of a pull. Oh uh, no pun intended, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I, I watched the Wrexham documentary and it, it was a brilliant watch to be honest. Just seeing 
all those eyes being put onto non-leaguers. Yeah, I, lo- as well. I, lo- I love all that sort of behind the scenes. I'll, I'll watch all of them. I-, I love all that sort of fly on the wall stuff. Yeah, it's just it's just so love. Like it's just so good as a fan just to see what really does go on behind the scenes. Because as a like the club's media, they're not just going to start posting videos of like them in the dressing room and stuff. Like because it's the stuff that you'll never be able to see. Like the only time you'll ever be able to see that is if like you get like a Instagram clip of one of the players or it's just like, yeah. it's filmed and it's like footage from like 10 years ago or something. So to like get dressing room footage and just like what the managers and stuff, not necessarily thinking, but like just, yeah, just any behind the scenes. Just mm. I always think it's a very interesting insight when you get that little snippet of what a manager says at half time. Oh, always, I always think that's 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 a really nice sort of moment to capture that because you only get like fifteen minutes. Yeah, how, how, how do you get your especially if you're losing? I'd love to see an all shot, all or nothing documentary. Oh man, if there was a South End one, <laughs> it would be gold. Probably I mean, not now because we've sorted ourselves out a little. I was going to say last season when you guys were. Like it, it would have had to be the Sol the Campbell. It would have had to been the Sol Campbell era. That that would have been some of the greatest television ever made. Yeah, it's just, you see some of the. I think I think Everson right now would be a good all or nothing documentary with bloody uh, people like someone throwing Alex Iwobi's shirt back at them. But right. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel so bad for players like that. Just imagine it's like you're like. Give a nice gesture to like give you. Can you imagine? Like, you'd be, no, you'd be, have it back. But you'd just be like, oh. yeah. You, you, you know what? You can't really have the ump with that because you, you, all you've done is a fan is throwing it back. Because as a player, you like, you've not really said anything. They've just, they've just thrown my empty gesture. I know, and also it wasn't theirs to begin with, so it's not like he's thrown yeah. a bottle at me or something. He just, yeah, yeah. So, what, what, what do you reckon your your season post of the season? Is it? Yeah, I say just to stay up, or directly you've got a. A FA trophy push or promotion push? My promotion, if, if I tell you, I tell you now, if we have a bloody promotion push, then uh, I don't even know. <laughs> if if all the short, if all end up in the playoffs right now, then I think I'll be doing backflips all over the pitch because. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, the last time we were anywhere near that was 2017. But realistically, for me. Personally, I want to see Aldershot with a mid-table finish. I know we've got the players to do it. We do have some very experienced heads in the team, and that's one thing we were lacking last year. Like we got Josh McCoy from Wayne with Joe Partington, who's coming from Bromley. He honestly is probably one of the best leaders that we could have in the dressing room. Like you just see what he does, the influence that he has on the players. I think like like stuff like that just really helps us. So a mid-table finish, and then. A decent FA trophy run, maybe like a good away day or something. But if we can somehow manage to squeeze our way into Wembley, it's it's a, it's a very tough shout. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, I think I think if you're gonna yeah, if where you're where you're talking about, it, I guess the best chance you've got is probably a, an FA trophy run. So why not? Why not? That's why I'd I'd love us to get to the trophy final this year. I think that'd be great because we need a lift. I think. Just, I'm not, I'm not saying people being doom and gloom, but when you're reading things about people not being paid and stuff, it's not nice. So I think that just lift everyone at the club. So um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd snap your arm off for that. So 
Yeah, no, I'll tell you now, if we, um, if Aldershot South ends the FA Trophy final, then we'll have to get on another podcast before. All right, yeah, we'll do yeah, that. Definitely. We'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that. The chances are probably slim because our cut record shite, but you never know. Oh, the, the, the so is yours by the sound of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, we, we bloody, we'll probably end up going out in round one. Well, I say round one, like the first round that we're introduced to, and we got, yeah, we got, we got well in at home. But yeah, we, like, we got boring wood, so. Bor and Wood are a very good cup side, you know. Though, like, yeah, exactly that. They've exactly just that. been well. They're, they're in the third. They're in the third round of um yeah, the FA Cup. Rovers, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, I was. One, like, I, I was one of the most anti-football teams I've seen before. But yeah, you know, but yeah, fair play. It works. Yeah, honestly, Bournemouth as a club and how they've run, I'll leave that to the imagination. But um, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's not very, it's not very fun to say the least. I don't know if you guys saw what happened at like Old Shot Bournemouth this season, but it was. Um, no, I've not seen that. No. Oh, so basically, what happened was when um, all the Old Shot fans were like celebrating. It, it was our fir- like it was our first time we'd like properly had a chance of winning away from home in this season. So that Ryan Glover taps it in right in front of all the away fans and everyone's just like jumping, like piling over on each other right by the fence, celebrating with all the players. It was amazing. And one of the barriers broke. Right. <laughs> and Boreham Wood like start, uh, like come out of a statement like saying, oh, all the short fans were disgraced. They started trashing the place, really breaking all the balls and stuff. And then it didn't help that our chairman had come out and threw all the fans under the bus saying that we had done stuff wrong and that we broke it all and stuff but yeah we ever boring wood is just yeah it's, it's a horrible run club realistically just from what i've seen like to to be on the media like the, the match day media for like the actual clubs like they charge the other team yeah, oh, yeah. yeah stuff yeah, like yeah. that the, the most clever thing i've seen with that though dorking actually when dorking played boring wood they signed their media, their media person as a player. So, uh, like, they signed the contract and stuff. Obviously, they weren't paying him anything, so he got into the match day for free. And then he just did all the media stuff there whilst he was whilst he was a player. We, uh, yeah, they they, we they, done say, they done something similar. I won't, yeah, I won't say, but they they done something similar to us last year. We'll, we'll leave it at that. But uh, it, it, it it got um. It got to half time and the club caught wind of it basically. But yeah, they they tried they tried oh. to ask. It wasn't it, it was so much. It wasn't because um, we were trying to charge them to be in the uh, in the media area. But um, yeah, it was COVID, story, wasn't it? Long long yeah yeah yeah. The, but um, long story short, a a, a Dorking media um, officer or whatever his title was got named as a substitute. Yeah. <laughs> So he was in the dugout. Oh, nice. <laughs> what is it on on the dugout? In his jeans. Like, like, in his <laughs> jeans. <laughs> Didn't have a kit on. He's just there with his laptop, sat sat in his jeans, just typing away on his MacBook, just like, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm on minute, the bench, minute. mate. <laughs> I just imagine the scenes that Dawkins actually did sub him on though, in his jeans, just running <laughs> up and down the line. <laughs> yeah, that'd have been quite good. That'd have been quite good. Um. Yeah, I think we'll leave, I think we should leave it there. That I've got, yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got one more thing. I've, I've got to ask. You may be a bit young to remember the uh, the floodlight failure debacle. Was this? I didn't want. I didn't want to mention. Was this? Was this 2011? No, it's not that. It's not that. But what I, I'm going to talk about the thing with Liam Dickinson. Oh, <laughs> what? 
<laughs> one of one of our players at the time. It was in this game that, that ended up getting a. But was it Boxing Day 2012? I think. I think it was Boxing Day 11. I think. Boxing Day 11. Um, yeah, one one of our players. I, I think the ball's gone out near the touchline or whatever. It's like a bit of a contentious one. Both teams have gone. That's our ball. And um, I think he's, it's been given as an order shot throw. Obviously, our player thinks it's our throw. Oh, he's, God. And he boots the ball into the stand. And he absolutely just creams this this little girl, like, <laughs> in, in the face. <laughs> Sorry, I really shouldn't laugh. That's so funny. So, needless to say, oh. he's, he's, he's gone over. He's like, you can see he's like, shit. So, he's gone over, like, trying to apologise. He's just getting absolute pelters from the fan. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, no, that is... Yeah. The thing is, though, that is so unfortunate because you could just be boosting it away in frustration and then you're going to end up getting sent off because you just absolutely yeah. smacked a little girl in the face. I'm, pr- or... I'm pretty sure you, like, you've got to be thinking it's just going to hit the advertising board and bounce back, but it's, it's obviously gone a bit too high <laughs> and unfortunately hit somebody in the face. <laughs> yeah, no, I was bloody, I was eight years old when that happened. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah that, no. was a, that was a good one. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah, the floodlights went out. The floodlights went out. People, and... people still say that cost us promotion to this day. Yeah, so it's, it's, one, it's one of them weird ways, like, because we obviously, because we were winning at the time, and then we lost the rearranged game. And Did he end up getting sent off for it? I think he got booked. I mean, he might have got booked, yeah. He didn't get yeah, sent yeah, off. Yeah, didn't get sent off. But um, yeah, so then it's like, people always go to that sort of one. It's like, we we screwed up. We, we threw away a lot, a lot um, easier points than that. Because Was it something ridiculous? We missed that on automatic promotion or something by a point. I can't I think remember. so. I can't yeah. remember. Um, and then everyone went back and blamed that... Um, that Aldershot game, but yeah, yeah. My yeah. um, my first season as an Aldershot fan was uh, it's, it's weird. My first season as an Aldershot fan was 2019, and it was a two-one loss at home to Fold. And I've been I've been going most of the time ever since. But I'll be honest with you, if Southend lost two-one to Fold, I'd never have gone back. I, I don't know. I don't know how you went back. <laughs> it's it's because one of my one of my mates started going like 2016-17 season because like their family. They're like born and raised in Aldershot. They've been going there since like I think they've been going there since like the eighties or something. So it just passed on to them. Obviously, got passed down to my mate. His first game was, I think it was Tranmere in the playoffs when we lost. I think it was three or four one. One of our like best players, Jake Cole, like just spilt it in front of the goal, and it was just one of those where you just. Oh, was it a keeper? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, and then so he went that day, and then. He took me along for the first game of the season in 2019. It, it was our first, I think Wadduck had just been sacked or something because Danny Searle had just been appointed as the manager. And then, yeah, we've just been fighting relegation ever since I've started supporting them. So <laughs> I haven't, I, I'm yet to see the glory days at Aldershot. But um, I, I think you're, you're certainly due a little bit of good luck then. Oh, 100%. My, my plan is when, I'm, when I've got enough money and stuff from YouTube and I've, I've made it, I'm going to buy all the shot and I'm going to take us up the leagues. <laughs> hey, you're laughing now, but you won't be laughing. When, <laughs> beat, when we beat South End in like the League One playoff to get promoted to the championship. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take that. We got back in League One. Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably see you in the um see you in um the national league about ten years later after I've like gone into debt or something. We've probably got more chance of meeting the conference southbound final mate to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I've heard um a few 
like people saying that I think all the shot they think that all the shot could actually benefit from being relegated and just go for a, like a full reset. It, it depends if your club could afford it. Like, I think yeah. if, I think if we were to do it, I think we'd actually. Fold. I think yeah, because I think straight away if you, if you get relegated again, I think straight away you got to go part time, and and for us that that would You'd absolutely have to, you? that that would cripple yeah. us. Yeah, you. you we, we, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. From the sounds of it, your, your chair would be, would be able to afford full time in in National South. So I doubt, you know, I'm assuming we would be able to afford that as well. So yeah, yeah, I think that would just crip you. Yeah, that's, I'm just most of the time I'm just sat there just thinking, how the hell are Aldershot going to get out of this situation where everyone hates the owner? We're still trying to appoint the right manager. We're sat. Well, I mean, thankfully we're six points clear of the relegation zone, but um. I'm just thinking, how on earth are we gonna like what 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 is it gonna take for all the shot to turn around and actually start pushing up the table? Because we've we we've had good players play for us, like Ethan Chislett's now playing in um in League Two, but we had John Newble with us a few years ago, and now he's playing in the Scot in the Scottish the Scottish First League. Yeah. For- Living, oh, yeah, yeah, player of the month, player of the month, player of the month, and you're thinking, Well, we should have kept him. We had Sinclair Armstrong on loan from QPR last season, and now he's in the QPR team in the championship. Yeah, and it's just like, What's it going to take for us to like actually? Obviously, it's hard for like loan players, but like, what's it going to take to actually start keeping the good players we have and then just push on? Yeah, I think we're all going through that, mate. I think that's the issue. We're, I think we're all we're all in that situation, thinking we've got all these players. Or we had all these players that are now X, Y, and Z. And yeah, you look you look yeah. you look at the players you've got. Maybe not not so much at the moment for us. Actually, we've got a good team, but you know, maybe last season you think, Christ, we're a million miles away from where we were. Now, I reckon I reckon you guys will get the playoffs. I th- I think just the last few games is just a mere blip in your season because Southend don't have the quality to be pushing for the title and when you are a playoff team you are going to have those results where you lose 2-0 away to order shot you lose 3-1 away at Gateshead but then you do also have those things where I don't know you could just go away to Notts County and beat them like 2-0 like you just you never know yeah. like that is what separates the title winning teams from the yeah. playoff teams it's just yeah. those those results small margins small but... results yeah. Yeah. yeah no you are you are right it's incredibly small margins but that, that that is that is pretty much what it it's is. It's mental. The National League. So for Aldershot right now, we're six points off the relegation zone, but we're seven points off the playoffs. Like there is such a small gap between relegation and promotion. Yeah. Well, not promotion, but playoffs at the minute. Like you look at York. A few weeks ago, they were they were seventh, like comfortable in the playoffs. Obviously, they had the situation like sacking their manager and stuff. But they're one place above Aldershot now. Mm. They're seventeenth yeah. on the table. And it's well, that just... was like yeah, but because literally a month ago, the yeah the game the game on Saturday we played you. Literally a month earlier, we went away to York. I think at the time they were seventh. We we beat them two 0 and we all come away from that thinking that's a great result. Yeah, well, we were we were bloody. I, was, I tell you what, the one time that, that that probably happened in my head was. When we played Oldham away on a Friday night and they scored a 95th minute winner, like, yeah, a 10 hour round trip on a Friday night to lose in the 95th minute, that was. That yeah. is rough. That, that is thing. rough. I got home at, th- right, I got th- home at 3 a.m. I, I finished editing oh. my video at 7 a.m. 
Oh. And then I was up. I've, I had a nap and I was up at one in the afternoon to get the train to London to go and watch the KSI fight. <laughs> so I was, yeah, but like, it's just when like going away to Boundary Park, like every, everyone thought that Oldham were going to be in the playoffs this season. So I, I was just like, before they scored, I was like, a point at Boundary Park, I'll take that. They're going to be up there this season. They're going to be flying. They're going to be they're going to be doing well. So a point away at such a big place at Boundary Park, I'll take it. But you look at it now, and I'm just thinking, not getting any points at Boundary Park. That is utterly dire. I mean, they're they're yeah. in the relegation zone <laughs> for crying out loud. Yeah, I was actually about to say that. You you, you, you think a point ain't even ain't even necessarily a great result. You want all three. Yeah, I mean, we could have won that. We could have won that game that day, but that's just that's just football, realistically. I mean, most exactly most right. most games you lose, you can you can win. I know, I know that sounds stupid, like normally, but like when you're like watching the game and you just have like that chance where someone could have squared it or someone could have, I don't know, like stopped someone from. Oh, I don't know, but no, I know what you no, mean. Yeah. It's like there's there's very Fine few margins. very few games you see where you've been battered and you've not even had a chance. Yeah. So yeah, you you know I I know what you're saying. There's um there's times you do, yeah, you just think, well, you know, if he sticks that one away, we we go one nil up, it's a very different game. What would you say South End's like best performances this season? Like not necessarily result, but just you've come away from that thinking, wow, we play like prime Barcelona in that game. Um, Barnet Barnet away for me. Yeah, that, that, that game. That, that was a good one, but just for the sake of a bit of variety, I'll go for the Notts County home game. We we drew two all, and it was just a, just a proper scrap. It was it was two teams going at you. You could tell it was two decent sides playing good football, and it was a really really enjoyable game. Yeah, now I, I think for me, Halifax at home, nobody was expect. We we were hoping to win, but nobody was expecting us to put five past them. Well, that's the first time we scored five at home in five years live on the bloody telly and uh, we're, we're cursed when it comes to TV. I think before that, like the last six years, we'd like always lost when we were on BT Sport. So it was nice to actually, to actually get a win for a change. But that's one thing I want to ask is like, where do you, like what are your guys' expectations for South End this season? If we're, if we're talking purely on the pitch, then I, I would be disappointed if we're not in the playoffs. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. enough of it. Yeah, and it, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that because we've we've gone into all the sort of like the off the field issues that that are yeah, are, it, are, it doesn't seem well well documented RN. So yeah, if 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 the club can sort itself out on on that front and keep its head above water and on the pitch, like I, I, as I say, I, I think we we should be in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I don't think there are seven teams better than us. So I, th- I, th- I think we'll be in there in, in, in some way or another. Yeah, I just bloody, I just bloody hope that you guys make sure that make sure that Woking don't get anywhere near the playoffs, and I'll be happy. Because <laughs> uh, as sad as it is, uh, they're, they're they're building something over there. And yeah, they're they're, they're probably one harder. of yeah they they they're one of the better sides we've played, to be honest. Yeah. Funny thing right. is, though, we'll still beat them on Boxing Day. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but... Like, have to look out for it now. We always we always seem to do well at Woking, and Woking fans will tell you that every time they come up against us, they never do well. I think we've won like the last five years in a row at Woking. But I Pretty impressive. Everyone's got a bogey side, mate. 
That's yeah. but it's Derby Day. The form goes out the window. Though that's the thing, yeah. and just yeah, now nah, that is that is one result I always look well, one game so I always look forward to is just when when you're a club like Aldershot scrapping for your life when you do finally get that big game like it's sad to say but Woking realistically is almost like our playoff game because you're there like we we, we normally get about like 1,500 a week on on Boxing Day we have at least 3,000 fans at home and that's not even including the away fans and then we sell out Woking away for 1,100 every year so where's that come from then where, where do all these fans crawl out the woodwork for like for, for just the home gate why why can't you sort of generate that it's that because we're doing poor it's it's just it's just a simple fact that we've been doing poorly for so long mm. like i said 2016 17 i mean when we had when we played in the playoffs against Tranmere, we had about 6200 at home and if, if i wholeheartedly believe that if we were in the playoffs right now we'll be getting 3500 home fans every single home game it's just we're not doing well, so people are just like, oh, what's the point? We're just going to lose, especially when ticket prices are how they are. It's not like they're horrible, but seeing as non-league clubs purely rely on gates as yeah, of course. their income, they do have to have the prices relatively high. So, yeah, now we have we have a massive fan base. We have unbelievable fans. It's just... The fact we're not doing badly, well, we're doing badly. Sorry, that all the fans have just gone into hiding. But yeah, yeah as I said, as I said a minute ago, if if we were in the playoffs, we'd easily be getting three thousand five hundred at home. A playoff match would probably be at least six thousand at home, and away matches. I think when we reformed in like nineteen ninety two, we were taking like a thousand away fans to almost every match. So we we do have the fans, and that is one thing. Like when we were talking about earlier about appointing a manager, that is one thing that we really do have on our side is the fans. We do always like you look at a club like Solihull Moors, Bromley, Boreham Wood, like they're very good footballing sides and they'll do well this season. It's just they do not have fans. They are in in the nicest way possible. They are very small clubs. Well, yeah, like they, they will be up there this season, probably in the playoffs. But you look at teams like yourself, where you're bringing like 700 fans, like taking 1,500 to Barnet. Like it's just, it's just sad, really, because we do have the fan base to be up there. We just don't have the the resources right now. Like hmm. it's, it's hard because, like, if you just say, for example, we just the chairman sat down and went, you know, one off for a one-off season, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give the manager everything he wants and we do push for the playoffs. Although like the ticket get like the tickets like will go through the roof, we'll end up bringing in so much revenue through like ticket price, like ticket sales and stuff. The amount of money that we end up investing in the squad could then just lead us to more problems down the line and then we'll spend another five years battling relegations. So I think it's just in terms of like the, the club, it's just about carry on finding other sources of revenue. But I know they're like building like a hotel and stuff like around the ground, and apparently it's going to be like the next big thing to bring loads of revenue into the club. But yeah, it's just finding that revenue, building a stable base, and just hopefully pushing up because last thing you'd want is to get promoted or push for the playoffs for a few seasons and then be fine relegation for the next 10 years. Mm. Yeah. 
No, definitely, definitely. So I say, bide your time, mate. Wait for the new chairman. You might get a chance. Yeah, no. Nah, as I said, I, I promise anybody listening to this podcast or anything now, I will in my lifetime be owner of Aldershot Town Football Club. <laughs> I love the ambition. I love the ambition. No, you see, see, you wait. When, like, when, even if it's like ten years time, we're gonna clip say, this. Can, we are. We are. We are can, gonna clip this. You can clip this, and when, when it inevitably happens, you can think I was sat there talking to him when he said that he was gonna do it. <laughs> the clip's here to prove it. He had ambition when he was younger, and he's actually he's actually stuck by his words. He's seen yeah. it through. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably a good start to wrap up. There, to be fair. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cheers for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. No, I really enjoyed it. Thank th- you. Thanks for your time, mate. And um, yeah, we'll um when uh, the fixture calendar rolls round and we've um, we've got the reverse fixture, we'll um you know, we'll we'll get you back on and we'll see where um where our seasons have taken us at that point. Oh, fingers crossed we're a lot higher up the table than we are now. And who knows, you guys might be even even more cemented up there. But um well, here's yeah, no, hoping, I, yeah. I really appreciate you guys having me on and No, uh, thank but- you, mate. You've you've Giving up your time to do us a favour, really appreciate it. No, uh, good, good luck to Southend for the rest of the season, and uh, thank you for the three points. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was going to wish you luck, you could piss off now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thanks very much. I'll speak thanks, to you guys mate. in a bit. Have a good one. Cheers, you mate. too. See you later. Thank you. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.